0: You're listening to season two of the Lifting Her Voice podcast. This is episode number three thirty four, and today we'll read First Corinthians, chapters five through eight together. Paul admonishes us to be in the world, but not of the world. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, season two. God's Word will equip you for every good work. I'm really glad you're here. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and the kind of sexual immorality that is not even tolerated among the Gentiles. A man is sleeping with his father's wife. And you are arrogant. Shouldn't you be filled with grief and remove from your congregation the one who did this? Even though I am absent in the body, I am present in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who has been doing such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of our Lord Jesus, and I am with you in spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, hand that one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough? Clean out the old leaven, so that you may be a new, unleavened batch, as indeed you are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us observe the feast, not with old leaven or with the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in a letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I did not mean the immoral people of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters, otherwise you would have to leave the world. But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister and is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or verbally abusive, a drunkard or a swindler. Do not even eat with such a person, for what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Don't you judge those who are inside? God judges outsiders. Remove the evil person from among you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 If any of you has a dispute against another, how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Or don't you know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the trivial cases? Don't you know that we will judge angels? How much more matters of this life? So, if you have such matters, do you appoint as your judges those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is not one wise person among you who is able to arbitrate between fellow believers? Instead, brother goes to court against brother. And that before unbelievers. As it is, to have legal disputes against one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do this to brothers and sisters. Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or males who have sex with males, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. And some of you used to be like this. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will do away with both of them. However, the body is not for sexual immorality but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. God raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by His power. Don't you know that your bodies are a part of Christ's body? So should I take a part of Christ's body and make it part of a prostitute? Absolutely not! Don't you know that anyone joined to a prostitute is one body with her? For Scripture says, The two will become one flesh, but anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God. You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 Now in response to the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but because sexual immorality is so common Each man should have sexual relations with his own wife, and each woman should have sexual relations with her own husband. A husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife, and likewise a wife to her husband. A wife does not have the right over her own body, but her husband does. In the same way, a husband does not have the right over his own body, but his wife does. Do not deprive one another, except when you agree for a time to devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again, otherwise Satan may tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all people were as I am, but each has his own gift from God. One person has this gift, another has that. I say to the unmarried and to widows, it is good for them if they remain as I am. But if they do not have self-control, they should marry, since it is better to marry than to burn with desire. To the married I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife is not to leave her husband, but if she does leave, she must remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and a husband is not to divorce his wife. But I, not the Lord, say to the rest, If any brother has an unbelieving wife, and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. Also, if any woman has an unbelieving husband, and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce her husband. For the unbelieving husband is made holy by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbeliever leaves, let him leave. A brother or a sister is not bound in such cases. God has called you to live in peace. Wife, for all you know, you might save your husband. Husband, for all you know, you might save your wife. Let each one live his life in the situation the Lord assigned when God called him. This is what I command in all the churches. Was anyone already circumcised when he was called? He should not undo his circumcision. Was anyone called while uncircumcised? He should not get circumcised. Circumcision does not matter, and uncircumcision does not matter. Keeping God's commands is what matters. Let each of you remain in the situation in which he was called. Were you called while a slave? Don't let it concern you. But if you can become free, by all means, take the opportunity. For he who is called by the Lord as a slave is the Lord's freedman. Likewise, he who is called as a free man is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of people. Brothers and sisters, each person is to remain with God in the situation in which he was called. Now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I do give an opinion as one who, by the Lord's mercy, is faithful. Because of the present distress, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be released. Are you released from a wife? Do not seek a wife. However, if you do get married, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned but such people will have trouble in this life, and I am trying to spare you. This is what I mean, brothers and sisters. The time is limited. So from now on, those who have wives should be as though they had none. Those who weep as though they did not weep. Those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. Those who buy as though they didn't own anything and those who use the world as though they did not make full use of it. For this world, in its current form, is passing away. I want you to be without concerns. The unmarried man is concerned about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord, but the married man is concerned about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and his interests are divided. The unmarried woman, or virgin, is concerned about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy, both in body and in spirit. But the married woman is concerned about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. I am saying this for your own benefit, not to put a restraint on you, but to promote what is proper, and so that you may be devoted to the Lord without distraction. If any man thinks he is acting improperly toward the virgin he is engaged to, if she is getting beyond the usual age for marriage, and he feels he should marry, he can do what he wants. He is not sinning. They can get married. But he who stands firm in his heart, who is under no compulsion but has control over his own will and has decided in his heart to keep her as his fiancée, Will do well. So then, he who marries his fiancee does well, but he who does not marry will do better. A wife is bound as long as her husband is living, but if her husband dies, she is free to be married to anyone she wants, only in the Lord. But she is happier if she remains as she is, in my opinion. And I think that I also have the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Now about food sacrificed to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone thinks he knows anything, he does not yet know it as he ought to know it. But if anyone loves God, he is known by him. About eating food sacrificed to idols, then, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father. All things are from him, and we exist for him, and there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. All things are through him. And we exist through him. However, not everyone has this knowledge. Some have been so used to idolatry up until now that when they eat food sacrificed to an idol, their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are not worse off if we don't eat, and we are not better if we do eat. But be careful. That this right of yours in no way becomes a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone sees you, the one who has knowledge, dining in an idol's temple, won't his weak conscience be encouraged to eat food offered to idols? So the weak person, the brother or sister for whom Christ died, is ruined by your knowledge. Now, when you sin like this against brothers and sisters and wound their weak conscience, you are sinning against Christ. Therefore, if food causes my brother or sister to fall, I will never again eat meat so that I won't cause my brother or sister to fall. There is a man in the church at Corinth who is having an affair with his father's wife. Furthermore, church members are bringing lawsuits against one another in imitation of the world outside the doors of the church. Paul is having none of it and provides clear instructions on how the congregation should deal with these matters. Paul warns us not to associate with such people but makes clear he is not talking about the world. Otherwise, we would have to leave the world. His attention is on those who claim to belong to Christ, but insist on behaving the same as they did before they were saved. It can be difficult to be in the world, but not of the world. After all, sin is fun. If it were not, we would never be tempted by it. And we are influenced by those around us, our unsaved friends and family, our co-workers, and others we meet daily. We need to continually refocus ourselves and our attentions and remember who it is we belong to. But we are not to separate ourselves from the world and live a life cloistered away in our safe little church body. Instead, we are to be a compelling influence on the unsaved, our behavior a living example of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, it can be so easy to forget who we are and who we belong to. Help us to remember that we are bought with a price, that we are to serve as living examples of Christ's redemption here on earth. Forgive us for those times we repeat old patterns of behavior and thinking. Help us always to return to your arms. Amen. Do you struggle with the separation between your old self and your new self? Tell me about it at LiftingHerVoice.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray that by spending time in His Word every day, you will be changed. Visit me at LiftingHerVoice.com with your comments and questions. And don't forget to visit the blog page while you're there. If you like the podcast, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review and share it with everyone you know. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow.